0: Back to a cup of coffee. I am your host and speaker, Levo Coffee. And today is a beautiful day. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I hope you are happy. I hope you're getting love. I know this time of year around the holiday season is hard for a lot of people, but I really just truly hope that everyone out there is getting the love and the compassion and the, you know, family time that they need and that they want out of life. I haven't put out an episode since the last episode I put out with Kathleen. And the reason that has been is because. I've been busy with the holidays myself. I've been working from home, and I work from home, y'all know, you work from home, your family's there, your friends are there, people you care about is there. Well, for me, I live with just me and Tatum. So when I'm home and I get off work, and she's home, she's like, "Yo, baby, let's just hang out, give me some time, baby. You know, what's up with you, baby? Like, let's have fun." So we've been starting spending time together. It's been very fun. But today, I wanted to get on here to talk about a few things that's that's been on my mind, and I also have been getting a lot of messages about the episode I put out with Kathleen, and specifically about the choice for women to have abortions or not, or to get an abortion or not. There's been a lot of people going left, right, up, and down, and we've also been talking a lot about the social media ruined relationships. So today, I wanted to come on my podcast and talk to you all about choices. Everyone in life has choices, and from those choices that we make and those decisions that we make... We have to learn how to live with the consequences from the people that I've been speaking with and even throughout my life. So I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect. I'm Mr. Know-it-all. I do everything perfectly. But one thing I can say that I do and that I'm proud that I am that I do is that I take responsibility for the things that I do wrong. And I damn sure take responsibility for the things I do right. Like if I do something right, I'm going to tap myself on the back like, "Well, you did that right now. I'm not going to come out and be flashy and, you know, be cocky about it like, oh yeah, I did that, I did that. But to myself, I want to pat myself on the back and let myself know that, hey, yes, you did that. You deserve to be happy with yourself. You deserve to be proud of yourself. Go ahead and pat yourself on the back. But we often do not take responsibility for our actions. We try to blame it on somebody else or something else that we technically don't have any control over. So we say, Oh, that's why I did this, that's why I responded this way or we make a decision to make a choice. And then from that choice, it's like, why can't I, you know, have a better life? So the way all this plays out is we were having a talk with all the people. Like the, like I said, the main thing people want to talk to me about recently have been abortions. Because I put out the episode with Kathleen and I put a snippet on my on my Instagram. You all should actually go give me a follow on my Instagram at a cup of coffee underscore. Just spell it the same way it is on this this. Uh, platform here just with an underscore at the end so to spell it for you it will be a c-u-p-o-f-c-o-f-f-e-y underscore that is a c-u-p-o-f-c-o-f-f-e-y underscore come give me uh some likes on my post that i got there leave some comments follow me because i do post on there as well I post different things on there you can also follow my twitter which is a cup of coffee as well a-c-u-p-o-f-c-o-f-f-e-y but back to what I was saying, so on my Instagram, people have been messaging me and there were some people were commenting on the post as well. Um, I got like five people who also just sent me like a message about women being able to get abortions. And that came up because in Texas, when I had the, the podcast with Kathleen in Texas, they were going to bring that up to their Supreme Court to rule if women should be able to have abortions or not. After the podcast had ended, um I want to say, I don't have the notes right here in front of me, so excuse me if this is off, but I want to say it was voted that you you can't have an abortion after the first, like, let's say like the second month or something like that, right? Like, and it's an early time period that most women don't even know that they're pregnant yet, or they just found out that they're pregnant, so they want to either abort it, they got to think about it, take a week, take two weeks, take a month, they don't have the opportunity to sit down and to... Go over their game plan and figure out what they're going to do, what they're not going to do, how they're going to do it, if they're going to do it, do they want to do it, do they know who the father is, who the father is, does the father want the child, does their parents, will their parents be able to assist them with raising the child? It's so many thoughts and things that have to go into it, which is why it's dope that it's a nine-month process, but in Texas they're saying you have around two months or so. I don't know the exact date length, but I know it's around two months, so... I decided to ask a question on my Instagram and put that up there like, hey, you know, women having abortion, what's going on? And some of the messages I got were pro-women. Some were, I guess you could say, anti-women or pro-choice or I don't know the difference between pro-choice and pro-life, stuff like that. I don't really don't understand, but I know I'm me personally, like my opinion is to. Let women do whatever the hell they want to do because we all have choices and decisions in life. I was going through that and someone asked me a question and I feel like they knew my, what my answer might have been why they asked me the question, but I still gave them my honest answer. So they asked me, hey, do I think that men should have a say so when it comes to women and women getting abortions? And my answer is and always will be yes. Now. I want you all to hold right there. Don't get upset with me talking about all of oh, your wishy-washy. You told me men shouldn't have a say-so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about in the grand scheme of things when I say that. So me, leave out coffee. I should not have any say-so. I should not be able to say or do anything. And with my voice, should not dictate the woman's. Abortion who's in Montana, who I've never met. And this is her fourth child. And she didn't mean to get pregnant. It was an accident. The condom broke, as they say, it slipped off. He didn't put a condom on. It was a one night stand, whatever. She and she's in, you know, her second trimester. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to have this baby. My opinion should not affect her. My opinion should not affect the woman who lives next door to me, who I don't know. I don't know her from, from, you know, a piece of gum on the ground. Not saying she's a piece of the gum on the ground, but I don't know her from from anybody. She's a complete stranger. My voice and what I say and what I feel about what goes on in my life should not affect her at all. So that's what I say men shouldn't have a say-so because in the grand scheme of things, in the larger picture... I don't have a say so. I shouldn't have a say so to what goes on to somebody in Washington DC. I've never been to Washington DC. My, my voice should not have an opinion on somebody who's been, who's from New Jersey. I've never been to New Jersey. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know their life expectancy. I don't know their lifestyle. I don't know how they're living. There's so many things that play into my decision to say men shouldn't have a say so overall for women's bodies and things like that. Now, when it comes down to me individually, my specific life and the way I choose to live and the people I surround myself with and the lifestyle I want to have and things like that. I should have a say so. Any man should have a say so in that in that situation. But that, again, is my opinion. All I'm saying is this is my opinion. So let's say, for example, me and my lady get pregnant. Well, I'm not getting pregnant because I don't have a vagina or uterus. So she gets pregnant and it's four months into the pregnancy she's like yo i don't want to have a baby my my input should matter on that situation because that has to do with me not the chick in the buttfuck nowhere of oklahoma not the chick in kansas not the chick in milwaukee not the chick in new york i know none of these women right the woman who i'm having sex with who we're not using a condom with who." Gets pregnant. I should have a say-so if that baby's born or not. Now I understand a lot of people are gonna say, whoa, they'll hold the fuck up, back the fuck up, beep, beep, beep. It's her body, so it should be her choice. Yeah, I understand it's her body, but I didn't make the rules. I'm not God. Like I don't want to be God. I ain't trying to take his spot. I don't want to try to take his job. I didn't make life happen. I didn't, I'm not the creator, whatever creator you believe in, I'm not the, the cosmos. I didn't do this. I just live here. And I think that if I'm having sex with you, if I have access to your body and we're having sex and a child can possibly be formed, I should have a say so if the child is born or not born. So I know I said that, you know, if I don't want to have the child, I should have a say so to uh, get an abortion. But it's her body. But also what if she wants to have an abortion and I want to keep the child? I should have a say so as well. Now, I also believe that there should be a little bit more laws to regulate this so for example if you're a guy and you get a woman pregnant and she's like now nah, i don't want the baby i'm gonna get an abortion there should be a law that says no she has to carry that baby to term once the baby is carried to term she will hand over her rights give up the baby to the father and the father has the ability to allow her to be in that child's life in the future or not she would not have to pay any child support she would not have any contact with the child the child will not know she exists. She will be like a afterthought, and she will be treated how men have been treated all throughout history. She will get the same titles of "you ain't shit," you ain't, you ain't ever go be shit. You ain't shit, mom. You ain't this. You ain't that. Just how men have been getting those things. But vice versa, if a woman wants to have a child, and the man's like, "Hey, I don't want to have a child. I don't. I don't want anything to do with that child because this happens. This actually happens often where." Women, a woman will get pregnant thinking it's going to change a man. It's going to make him stay. It's going to fix their relationship, It's going to make them grow together. And the man is like, no, I told you, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with that kid. And now he has a baby mama and he's ain't shit. He's disrespected. He's talked down to, he has to pay child support. But why not just allow him to sign a piece of paper that says, Hey, I do not want to have this child. I forego all responsibilities for this child. Um, she only wants to have this child, it's all on her. This should not be thrown on me or placed upon me for me to be responsible for this child because I do not want to have this child. If that was the law or if it's some way to make that possible for each parent's opinion to be considered when having a child, I guarantee you childbirth will go down, number one. Number two, People will have a lot more protective sex and it will make people start to think about who they have sex with have sex with and why they have sex. You know, it's choices. We all have choices in life and we we have to stop thinking that, oh, life just happens. This just happened to me. I don't know why it happened. I don't know how it happened. Oh, my gosh. You no, know, I'm confused. Oh, my gosh. You know what's going on? It's like, no, man, think about it. You do these things. You make these choices. You make these decisions in the scenario I just gave you. You chose to have sex you chose to be with that person who didn't want to have the child but you had it you know now i'm not saying again i'm not saying stop all abortion what i'm saying is give people the option to take a, to make a choice cuz as a man i could tell you right now you don't have a choice if you have sex with a woman and get her pregnant your choice your options are gone it's whatever she says how she says it when she wants to say it when she wants it done and you're just stuck there trying to either Start a relationship with this person and create a relationship with this person, create a bond with this person, create a family, create something for yourself with her. Or you're going to have to move on and hope that you have a baby mama who's able to play by the same rules and be cordial and be respectful and to help you out. You know, it's it's it's, it's sad, but that's the truth. And some people came to me and was like, hey, what if you're in a relationship and you all break up while she's pregnant And you no longer want that child, right? That's something that people have been asking me. And I've been just sitting here thinking, trying to figure out a way that, hey, we can go around that. And honestly, I don't have a workaround for that, to be completely honest with you. All I can say to that is sometimes things happen. You know, sometimes you're with somebody and you want to have the baby. Then you keep being with the person and you figure out, oh, my gosh, I actually don't want to be with you. I can't stand you. Let's get rid of this child. And I think it would be the same rule. You would have to sign over all of your um, rights to that child. And the person who wants the child will be able to keep the child. So if you're the guy and you want the baby, you better keep the baby for the woman. and You don't want the baby anymore. You have to have the baby or vice versa. You know, according to the rules that I said, I truly think that. But then people started, um, you know, the, the conversation, like I said earlier, started to develop. And we start talking about something else which went into social media. And then that led me to ask people a question. I asked so many people um, privately, did not put on my story. And people were like, well, if you're with somebody and you have a child or you don't have a child uh, and you break up, what do you think like the main cause of that is? So we can stop seeing people break up and we can start seeing more families be together like they were, like our grandparents were. And some of our parents were, and our great grandparents and, you know, so on and so forth. And like they, a lot of people pointed out to me because you know I'm 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 a black man, so they pointed out to me like, hey, back in the day when life was a lot worse for black people, there were more, there was more of a community, there was more of a family, there was more of a social aspect of things. Now, if you live in, you know, a smaller city or a smaller state or a town, you probably grew up and know all your neighbors. You probably are used to that. You're probably you know, one of 5,000 people, right? And that's to you was a lot. And the next biggest city is, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles away, a hundred plus miles away. And you're not trying to move there. So you go just stay in your city, do your thing. So that if, the, if if that's how you live, this part won't be about you. But what I told them was, and I asked people on social media and it was pretty much like a, a it was a good split. I think it was like 60% said yes I think like 65% said yes and 35% said no to the question. But the question was, does social media ruin relationships? Is social media a great thing to have, but also a curse to have as well? Is that the reason why divorce rates are up in communities and um, marriages are down? Is that the reason why it appears to be that there are more single parents in the world and less communities and less families being created? So I asked that. I pretty much simply just asked the social media ruin relationships. And like I said, it's about 65, yes, 35, no. And the people who off, who said no often was like, no, it's your choice. It's your choice to do this. It's your choice to do that. It's your choice to follow these people. It's your choice, right? It all came down to choice, back to choice, back to choice. And the people who said yes often said yes because they were saying, Hey, you know, you see this on there, you, you like this, you have access to more people, you aren't able to say no to everyone. You're gonna say yes, you're gonna flirt with somebody, you're gonna turn back that dial a little bit, people are going to make you feel a certain way. And then uh I spoke to one person specifically. She asked not to say her name. Uh, I yes, I already talked to Tatum about it, so don't hit up Tatum talking about all the voice talking women on the side, you know about this. She knows about it. We discuss everything. So don't come to me or try to slide in nowhere to find any loopholes none of that none of that right but i spoke to this woman that i know that i went to high school with right uh and we were talking and she asked me she was like do i truly believe that social media ruin relationships because she said she doesn't think they that they do and i said a thousand percent they do like if you're on social media and you're seeing somebody live a certain lifestyle act a certain way do certain things you're going to have that be present in your life. You're going to want to see these things and have these things grow and develop for you in your own life. You're not going to want to sit down and just be comfortable with being the average everyday basic person that you are, which is why a lot of people are now pretty much running away from being average. I posted on my story like six months ago. I want to say now, what is the problem with being average and everyone kept saying there's no problem there's no problem there's no problem then i was like well then how come no one wants to be average and most people contradict themselves Most, some people were like yeah i'm cool this is why i'm an average person i do average things i have a good life i'm happy i'm content but everyone else was like like that they were they they said something to the certain extent of like they see others people have it they see other people are able to get it and they want it and it's like okay yeah we all want that but well, are you okay with being average and they were like no so it's like that plays into social media because there's a theory out there and I was just talking with uh Tatum's family about this the other, uh, the other day right there's a theory out there that and the theory is that we are not supposed to be in in communities bigger than what I think like 5,000 2, to 2500 to 5,000 people And when we are shown more options and shown to be around more people, we start to do things differently. Our brains aren't as developed as the technology that we have. There are theories out there that say this. So it leads you to the question, if you live in a community of 5000 people, okay, that's fine. But if I could pick up my phone, go on on the Internet and go on Instagram, go on Twitter, go on Reddit, go on Facebook, go on TikTok, go on Twitch, um, go on YouTube go on all these different platforms and many more that I didn't even name, uh, if I'm able to go on all these different platforms and use these different platforms for these different things and I'm able to get a thousand views on my video, a thousand views on my post, a thousand likes, and I only know personally, let's say 30 people, where are the other 1,970, sorry, where are the other 970 likes coming from? You know, what? Where, where, where are the other, Likes And where are the other views coming from? Because the people I know aren't viewing that much. The people I know aren't liking that much. The people I know aren't really messaging me, leaving me comments and asking me questions about these different things. So who's to blame? You know, who's to blame for all these things to happen? It's like, oh, these are random strangers. So then that opens your world from just the, the 30 personal people you know personally that that's around you in your everyday life, your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, the person at the grocery store that you talk to every now and the person at the gas station. It opens it up from just that little community to being a thousand plus extra people who you don't know, who can say and do anything and leave any comment and act any type of way towards you. And all you have to do is react and respond. And then I don't care who you are. If your emotions are hurt, it's impossible to just flip that switch and turn it off and say, Oh, I don't feel this anymore. I don't care about this anymore. I don't think this way anymore. No, it's not possible. So you're going to carry that feeling into your next conversation. You're going to carry those, those thoughts in the back of your mind into the next conversation. It's going to start to eat away at you, especially if they hit something that you're insecure about. If you're insecure about it and they, and they touched on it. You're going to be very upset. It's going to be hard for you to bounce, just bounce that energy off of you and to just carry on with with life and with your partner. So it's like social media is giving us access to more people than we can mentally and emotionally maintain and handle being around. So then you take that. Right. And then let's just go to the next step. Then you have all these people putting pictures up there. And I don't care who you are. You've seen a big booty chick with a small waist waist come by, come across your For You page. If you follow anybody, if you follow, if you're a guy and you follow any woman, you're going to see it because women are going to like pictures of other women. And if you are liking their pictures, they're going to pop up what's on their like page and what their Explorer page. Most women that I know follow a Kardashian. Most women I know follow at least three to five models. Most women I know post pictures in bikinis. I live in California. No matter what time of year it is, except for right now, you're typically going to find somebody at the beach. Even right now, you can find people at the beach because people live on the beach. People want to go to the beach. They don't care what the weather looks like outside. Even if it's raining, you can still find people at the beach. It's just insane, right? So if you live in the place that I live and you're around people that I'm around. Uh, which are average everyday folk, nobody special, when you double tap those photos, if I double tap a photo, let's say that uh, my homeboy Devin liked, right? We double tap the same photo. Well, then since I follow him and and we like a similar photo, they're going to put stuff that's on his page on my page. I then like something that Tatum liked. And then Tatum is following these other type of people. They're going to put stuff that she has on her page on my page. So I can see what she's like because they're going to have to blend the interest of the both of those to make it my interest to see something that I'm interested in, in and like. And the more I double tap and like it, it, it's going to grow. It's going to grow. For example, on my for on my for you page, I have stuff about podcasts, I have stuff about sports, and I have stuff about, um, working out and models because Tatum's a model. But if you take off the model, right? Before she started modeling, I still had women on my For You page that were like half naked. I'm like, yo, I'm not even double tapping these photos. Where are they coming from? Well, I like workout pages. My friends like workout pages. My friend also double tapped women's photos who are half naked. So they're putting two and two together. I like Tatum's photos. Tatum's a woman. So it's like a woman, woman. Workout, workout. You have all these similarities. that store this on your page. So you're going to see it. You're double tapping. You're double tapping. You're liking. I double tap them. I'm not going to sit here act like I'm, I'm, I'm holier than thou. I don't double tap any of these women's photos. No, they look good. Double tap it. Boom. Now, it's one of two things can happen from here. I can keep double tapping these photos. Like, damn, they look good. They look good. And when I'm looking at my partner, it's like, OK, you don't look like these women in these photos. This one's a little taller. This one has you know, brown hair. This one has black hair. This one has green eyes. This one has blue eyes. This one has red hair. This one has you know long legs. This one is only four eleven. It's so many things that that are being thrown at you, right? So then it's like you're not looking at your partner, and it's like, damn, damn, you know. And then people, I'm not saying everyone, but people often take what they're seeing and apply it to their real life, which is which. This goes into although it's a little bit off topic, but this goes into like porn, right? The reason why they say you shouldn't watch so much porn, you shouldn't be so into porn, is because when you go to have the real physical thing, your body is desensitized to what it's interacting with. So you don't get the same arousal. You don't get the same happiness. You don't get the same feelings that you would normally get if it was just no porn around you and your lady. Y'all just going at it. What, twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, every day of the week, once a week, however many times you get it in with your partner, uh, they say that that number will decrease because you're being desensitized to it. So if we're always on social media and we're seeing these these women or or even dudes who are half naked or you're seeing whatever you're seeing that are that's half that's half naked or you're seeing violence or you're seeing uh people play pranks with each other or you're seeing people talk about their relationships and how things should or should not be managed you're going to apply that and that's going to kind of seep into your mind because your mind doesn't know not to think about it this way your mind doesn't know not to hear it or to to take it this way your mind just knows that it's being given this information and since it's been given this information it's going to keep it's going to store it in your brain so i'm talking to the lady and i pretty much say that you know in less words but then i say that to her and her thing is like well, no, because you control what you see, you control what you do, you control it. So how is it going to ruin something if you don't let it ruin it? Then I said, OK, here here's the next thing. Do you like for your partner to to call you beautiful and to call you attractive and to, you know, make you feel special every single day and to cook you food, rub your back, rub your feet, rub your shoulders, lay it down on you? Like I said, let's just say twice a week. And uh, be attentive to you. When you start talking, you want him to pay attention to every single thing that you do. You want him to have structure. You want him to have money. You want him to look a certain way, act a certain way. You want all these things, right? She was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So let's say he doesn't call you beautiful for the entire month of May. Are you going to be upset? She's like, yes, I'm going to be upset. Like, what the hell? Like, who else is he calling beautiful then? Dudes online call me beautiful all the time. Like, why Why wouldn't he show me the attention that they're showing me? I'm like, and that's social media breaking it down. That's, that's, that is social media causing a problem in your relationship because somebody else that you don't know from far, far away in a galaxy, in a whole different galaxy, is calling you beautiful. However, the person that you're with is having sex with you. The person that you're with is kissing you, grabbing your butt, hugging you from behind, calling you cute. Looking at you like, yo, girl, I like what you got going on there. But since he didn't say the word beautiful, you're upset because people online call you beautiful all the time. Okay, well, why don't you go get with them then? And then she was like, well, because the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, you don't know what you're going to run into, who you're going to run into, what's going to happen, why it may happen, how it's going to happen, uh, if they're nice, if they're kind, and then you gotta go through the whole dating process. And it's something that I, that. I believe in and that many people believe in, but right? nobody wants to go go out there and date again. Like I feel like that's why so many relationships right now that people I know who are in a relationship are just like, hey, listen, I'm here, I'm happy, I'm good, I'm content, I'm getting most of what I want out of the relationship. I don't want to go date again because dating freaking sucks, right? But I'm talking to her and I'm telling her, like, okay, you want all that, but what if that's not something he's just comfortable doing? What if he's not used to calling someone beautiful all the time? What if he's just not used to saying, I love you all the time? Or what if that's just not how he communicates, but he shows you physically, I love you. He gives you hugs. He gives you kisses. He holds your hands. He does everything that you don't like to do. He makes sure you don't ever have to do anything strenuous. He takes care of the dog. He takes care of the cat. He helps with the kids. He's attentive with the children because she has children. Um, he does he does so much. He goes to work, come home. You get to be a stay-at-home wife. You don't have to work. If you do work, it's like only, like I think, like 20 hours a week on a part-time job just to have some extra money coming in the house. You barely have to do anything in life, but you're upset because he's not telling you I love you. He's not calling you beautiful, but somebody online is doing that to you, and they're fulfilling that need for you. So then she was like, yeah, but why can't he do it? I was like, why are you trying to force somebody to do something that they're not comfortable doing? Why are you trying to force them to be outside of their comfort zone in this relationship? Now it's not you asking him to say, Hey, I need you to start cooking, you know, once a week because I'm tired of cooking all the time. That's cool. It's not, it's not you asking him, Hey, I need you to, you know, take the kids to. They're taking the kids to school on Fridays every Friday morning because I have to work the early shift on Fridays at the part time job. Right. It's not things like that. It's literally something something as simple as like, oh, I want you to talk to me this way. And it's not that he's being disrespectful. It's not that he's being uh, uh, rude. It's not that he's being demanding. It's not that he's being uh, over authoritative or anything like that. It's just a simple fact that he doesn't say you're beautiful often. He doesn't say I love you often, he doesn't tell you verbally the things he wants to do to you in a sexual manner because he can actually just do them to you, right? And then she was like, okay, cool. Well, like, then how come he's liking all these other photos? It's like, well, they're just photos. If you don't want, if you don't want him liking the photos, let him know. But again, everything that you keep telling me goes back to social media. It goes back to what you saw him do, what somebody else did. Why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? You know, it's, it's, it's all social media. Then it's like, Okay, well, social media is just a, a, a platform. And I'm like, well, yeah, but listen, you're watching people take trips to Bermuda. You're watching people take, take trips to the Maldives and go to Mexico and traveling and doing this and doing all this different things. And we've all asked ourselves the question, how the hell can you afford to do that when you barely work? You are never at work. Where's this money coming from? Like, it's not possible. Trust me. I work hard. I'm not making this money. How are you making it? We all ask each other those questions. But as you get older and you still see those same people traveling and having a good time, you begin to have the thought of like, damn, I want to do that. I've had the thoughts. We all have the thought. It's like no one's special to not have, have had the thought. But it's like, damn, I want to do that. How come I can't do that? But me, I'm like, I need to work harder. I need to work smarter. I need to find a way to make more money so that way I can then take vacations twice a year, three times a year, fucking once a quarter. And when I say vacation, I'm not talking about, oh, two, three things out of the country. Bro, I can go somewhere for three days in my, all right, cool. That was cool. little getaway, you know, a little vacay, maybe four days, you know, with that extra day to recover and go back to work and be, be good, you know? But we're seeing people live this certain life and it's like, how do I get that? Why, why, why don't, why don't I have that? Who's going to give me that? Who's going to help me? And then you start asking these questions. And if you're looking at your partner and looking at them, that motherfucker like, why did you, you know, why don't you make more money? Why we can't go do this? Man, look at the lifestyle they living. Psh, oh, I, oh, yeah, man, if you lucky I'm with you. I can go get this person. It's like you're, you start thinking too high of yourself and start to start wishing and wanting things that are not even normal for most people to do. And I have to tell her like, most people don't get to travel most people don't get to take vacations most people don't get to live this elaborate life most people just get to go to the local amusement park that's in their neighborhood Like during the summertime they go see their family for christmas and thanksgiving things like that or some people don't get to see them for christmas not even both um you go to your your, your local um, major city and look at all the big buildings, look at all the nice fancy cars, and then you go eat and have a good time. then you go back home and you wish you could have that but then reality sets in like hey i don't have these skills i don't have this talent i don't have this knowledge i don't have this education or the ability to do these things, and you go back to living your everyday life because we have to have normal people doing normal things that that create normal. Uh, that creates a normal functioning society everybody can 't be a millionaire or being a millionaire won 't be special everybody can 't make over a hundred thousand dollars or make it over a hundred thousand dollars won 't be special everybody can 't be a tech genius that 's just able to get on a computer, type up some code, make five hundred lines of code, five thousand lines of code, make an app with it put a a, a interface on put it on an interface, and then Wow, you now have a new app. Everybody can't do that. Everybody can't make the meta universe. Everybody can't make a Facebook, a MySpace, an Instagram. P- Everybody can't do this. So we need people, everyday people, to find jobs and skills that they can do to help the world continue to grow. I was like, but people who are now average want to live this extraordinary life because they see it on Facebook. They see it on Instagram. They see people who look like them, who talk like them, who walk like them. Who made it out of their situation or their neighborhood, and they're able to, to move and navigate these these social spaces that most people aren't able to do and she was like, "Well, why can't we do it? Why is life so expensive so that we can't do it and I was like, "No like, hey, we all made choices in middle school, we all made choices in high school. I know for me." when I was in middle school, I was in like one of the top 500 students in the world because I was so, I was so smart and I did, I tested really well and I studied all the time. I made sure I did my homework when I got home. But then when I got to high school, I started playing sports and taking sports more seriously. And then people were telling me like, oh my gosh, if you can just make it to college, you like, you know, grades don't matter. Just be good enough to make it to college, be athletic enough to make it to college. So I tried to become an athlete. Now I wasn't the best athlete. I wasn't the smartest athlete. I wasn't the most uh, athletic. I wasn't, you know, I was the average athlete. I could make the teams, but I wasn't, you know, standing out on the teams that I made. So reality started to hit in. But at that time, I stopped caring about school because I was being told school doesn't matter. Tests don't matter. Nothing matters. You make it to college. You make it to college. You're going to be golden, and that can set you up from there. Just make sure in college you do your homework. So all, all, in high school. I stopped studying as much. I stopped trying as hard. I stopped caring. I made those choices. That was on me. This isn't This isn't me asking for pity or pity party and all like that. I made those choices. After high school, when I was in college, I made other choices. When I was out of school, I made other choices that ended me up to where I am now, that put me in this position and put me in this place that I'm able to do what I'm able to do and I'm able to record this podcast because I put myself in different situations to learn different skills to meet different people to have a different type of life and sometimes yes things were hard yes sometimes i felt stupid but also at the same time i made these choices i was like you made the choices to start having kids you made the choice to work the job that you were you made the choice to have sex with men you had sex with even though he already had a child these are things that you decided to make. These are the choices that you decided to do. And now you're here where you're at in your life and you can't look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. These choices i made, I didn't have a choice. No, you know, we all have a choice. You can go left. You can go right. Most people have seen Boys in the Hood. If you haven't seen Boys in the Hood, you should go check it out. You should go look into it. There's a scene in Boys in the Hood where he's like, yo, let me out the car, man. I ain't trying to go do this, man. I mean, like, It ain't for me, man. Like he knew that he wasn't about that life and he wanted to stick to the life he knew about we all have these decisions we all have choices to make we all are like hey should i make this decision left or no and after you make that decision you are you're now walking down a new road in life until and if it's the wrong road you're going to have to walk down it until you're able to turn around and walk back to the point we make that last decision or just hop off the road deal with the you know, the, the knee scrapes you're going to deal with and the and the broken bones and all the auto heartache, you know, from the jump, get back up, dust yourself off again and keep walking down the other path that might have been a better path for you if you chose that path. Originally, we all have choices that we make. We all have choices uh, that that affect our lives and the people lives around us. But we as people need to start taking more responsibility for the choices that we make. No one told you to eat that piece of cheese if you're lactose intolerant, knowing you're going to have to go to the bathroom. No one told you to eat that that piece of white bread with all that gluten in it if you can't have gluten and you're allergic to gluten. No one told you to go sit in a tanning booth and fall asleep and be in there for three hours. Now you're orange and you're super tan and your body hurts super bad because you over tan. You made the choice to do these things. So now that you made that choice, how are you now sad or upset about Oh, life isn't fair. I made the choices and you know, social media is to blame. It's like, no, you made this choice. You made the choice to get with a guy who likes looking at other pictures of other women and double tapping those photos. That's not our fault. Now, Now, granted, when you got with him, social media wasn't really popping like that. But it's been popping for at least the past five years. We can say that at least the last five. So. Within the last five years y'all could have went to counseling y'all could have done all these different things you decided not to do it you decided to you know to stay with him and keep having more kids by him you have three kids under the age of five so it's like these are choices that you made so you made the choices now I'm not saying that he should be doing these things but you made the choice if I'm with my lady and you know something goes wrong and you know she cheats on me she hits me she stabs me you know she spits on me she leaves me and comes back and I take her back whatever it is the choice i made to stay or to take her back is on me it's not on her it's not on anybody else in the world it's on me so the outcome that's going to come from that is the decision that i made i have to be prepared and ready for those outcomes because i decided to get back with her vice versa if i do something to harm her to uh, cheat on her break up with her you know move out the apartment try to come back later, whatever it is, these are choices that I made and I have to be ready for her response. If she says, no, I'm done with you, then she's done with me, she says, oh, you can't come back, you can't come back. Whatever it is, I have to be prepared for that. I was like, so often people just make choices, make decisions just to do things and don't want to be held responsible for their actions, but they want to complain and have people feel sorry for them and have people... um you know, say like, you know, just have people try to help them or feel, or feel guilty for them and pity for them. And it's like, well, why? And then when you have somebody like me come around and, and I say, I don't feel bad for you. I'm not showing you any empathy for that. I'm not being sympathetic for that. I'm considered, you know, a narcissist or I'm considered an asshole or, you know, stuff like that. Or Or, or if I make a joke about it, I'm facetious. And it's like, Why? When I've made dumb decisions already, I've made dumb choices. I've been out there. I've done the food. I've been the food. You might know me as boo boo the food, Uh, you know, that. But I decided that I messed up and I walked back or I jumped off the path that I was on a few times. Got messed up, scraped my knee, fell, rolled over, cried about it, had to get back up and had to better my life. But I had to better my life. I had to make the decision. I made the choice to change what I was doing, the trajectory my life was going on. So how can we just sit here and blame social media when you're making the choice to be on social media? You're making the choice to do this. Now, I do think social media ruins relationships. Don't get it twisted. But I also believe that we all have a choice. We all decide to be on social media. We all decide to follow people like the Kardashians. We all decide to follow people, you know, who are athletes who live this lifestyle that we won't ever live. We all decide to follow these different people. And then, um, we can't then get mad and say, oh my gosh, no, like I don't have a choice. I have to be on social media. No, you don't. You don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't, all you gotta do is grow old, die and pay taxes. That's all you have to do. You don't have to. Be, I have a homeboy right now who's not on social media. The only thing he, technically he's on TikTok, but other than that, He's not on anything. He, You can't find him on anything because he said it was causing too many problems in his personal life because social media changes how you see things. We're taking in so much information and data at one time that when you see it all and then you look at the life you're living, it's like, damn, how do I do that? And people are, all, all people go tell you anyway is, hey, you got to work harder. You got to work harder. You got to work harder. You got to make changes. You got to work more. You got to be smarter. You got to work harder. You got to invest in this. You got to invest in that. And. At first, I was like, man, it's bullshit. But now that I've been working harder and working smarter and doing little things and taking breaks and working out and taking more breaks and relaxing and enjoying life here and there, my life has been improving. My outlook on life has been improving. Things that I care about has been growing. My emotions, my maturity, all that has been developing because I made the choice to work harder. I made the choice to put myself in these situations to better my life and- some of it does have to do with social media. I'm to like, to some of it has to do with, yo, I know this dude right here. We both graduated high school at the same year. How is he already living this lifestyle? How is he able to go to the, you know, go to Mexico once a month on vacation. He's out there for five days, like five days a month on vacation. That's crazy. How are you, how are you able to go to Jamaica and you're able to go to Italy and France and all the other different countries. And I feel like I'm just stuck here. And it's like, well, I need to work harder. I need to work harder. I hard and do these different things. And that's because of social media. So I also have fallen into the trap of being envious of people that I see on social media, but I'm not sitting here blaming life. I I, I have done it before, so don't get me wrong. I have said life was just unfair to me. I didn't choose this life. I, I would just have to live it, yada, 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 yada. We all say the same things, But as I get older, I realize that the things I went through ain't really that special. Like if you're a black man born in the 90s, and you were raised by a single mother. Well, you probably know what I'm talking about. The things that I did, the things that I thought about doing, things that I wanted to do, the things that people told me I wasn't going to do. We all fell under the trope of, Oh, you're going to be dead or in jail by the time you're 18. Like, like we, we, we've all heard that we've all gone through that. So the things that I've been through in life truly aren't that special. Some people just let it, let it be their defining story longer than others. I t- told myself. That would no longer, that would no longer be my story. When I was twenty five, I got tired of being the the one looking on social media at my friends having this good jolly time in life, and I am like, damn, how, like, why can't I do that? Why can't I go do these things? Why can't I do this? Like, how how are you doing that? How are you doing this? And they were like, yo, bro, like, just save up a month's worth of 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 a check, pay your bills, don't go out so much, don't don't smoke so much weed, don't buy so much alcohol, don't party, just be bored for a month, and then that next month, guess what? Go ball out. Still save up some money to make sure you pay your bills. But then from that bill money, save up some more money so that following month you can be broke again for that month. And guess what? The following month, go ball out. And I'm like, oh, but you got to be able to afford to do that. So for me, I had to work harder. All I'm saying, all this episode is going to be about and all it's ever been about is choices. I believe women should have a choice to have an abortion. Some of y'all are saying it's, it's immoral. Some of y'all are saying it's offensive. Some of y'all are saying God wouldn't like that. Some of y'all are saying she made the choice to lay down with the baby. So she should have to have, so she should have to have, she should have to give birth to the baby. Um, I don't believe in that. I believe that if she gets, has sex, she's like, right, I'm a, I'm gonna delete this motherfucker. Let her delete it. However, there is a caveat. Like I said also, I think if the man is around, they're in a relationship they're trying to work 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 it out he should have a say so he should be able to give his two cents and say, "Hey, I want that child but these are all choices we all make choices everything life is a choice you know you can you you have to stop just being the person who says um I, I don't have a choice I don't have a choice like um I was talking to Tatum about this the other day because we often talk about uh, just different random stuff, honestly. We're, we're pretty random ass people, but we're talking about sex work, and she's an avid believer in you know what she said: decriminalizing sex work. I say legalize sex work. She says decriminalize. So we sat down, we we're talking about it, and she was like, uh, "Decriminalizing sex work means that you do you know, you could be a a prostitute or you know a professional ex- escort." And, you know, you can have these different places to where you can go and advertise yourself for sale for sex. Right. Or for stripping or just for even a girlfriend experience. Right. Because not all sex work is literally fucking. It's it's not. It's Sometimes it's just, you know, you chilling with the person and they want to be, you know, chilled with. I know I know quite a few sex workers. I ain't dropping no names. Don't come for me. Ask me for no names. But I know quite a few of them. And a lot of times, like they've been telling me about about their experience with their clients and they just be like, oh, we was just chilling. You know, what I mean, he or she just took me out to dinner. We went back to the spot. We laughed. We joked around. We he he ha ha. They said, well, it's about 10 o'clock now. You're going home or you're going to stay tonight? If you want to sit at night, you can sleep in here in the bed and I'll take the couch or we can share the bed together. Do you, do you want to have sex? I'm not paying for sex. But like if you want to just and like there are just people who some people just really just need the the affection of someone else. Some people just need that. We all need it, but some people aren't getting it. So they have to go pay for it. That's technically sex work. So I was like, OK, cool. Oh, I liked what's out of that. But why not just make it legal? And then she's like, well, because then you got to pay taxes on it, right? I'm like, yeah, but that's the job you chose, going back to choices. You chose to have this job. You chose to be a sex worker. Now, I'm with it. If you want to charge $200 for somebody to break your back or for you to break somebody's back, cool. Pay $200 for it. Do your thing. Make your money. I support it. However, you can't come and say, I want it decriminalized, but I don't want to pay taxes on it. Well, no, that's the job you chose every job in America. You have to pay taxes for for the money you make. So it's like, yeah, tax them and it will help decriminalize a lot of things. So then she was like, well, it'd be similar to uh, how weed is legal. Right? So weed is legal, but you still have street dealers who are selling, who are selling drugs. And then I kicked it to her like this, right? This is the ultimate choice. If you legalize sex work, wouldn't that save, let's say, let's say it saves 10% of sex workers, right? Isn't that better than zero? Isn't some growth better than no growth? And she was like, well, no, what? And I was like, no, think about it. Before you say no, before you get quick to answer, you know, before you just want to respond, think about it. If, If sex work gets legalized in all 50 states, boom. All 50 states in America and also the um, like the colonies that, you know, are under America protection. I don't know what it's called. Top of my head. I can think about it right now. But those places as well. Right. Like Puerto Rico. If you legalize prostitution everywhere, including those places in America, in, in the United States, saving 10 percent of women, that's better than zero. We keep talking about oh. We won't be able to retire because four hundred one k ain't gonna be there when we try to retire. It's gonna be running out. Yeah, I guarantee you. If the chick down the street who getting her back broken right now, who's making a hundred k illegally, pays let's say thirty percent of that to taxes, so she's going home with seventy five k and thirty k that is going into you know social security. We would have a lot more social security, and she might make a lot more money because things would be reguli- or regulated. Things will in taxes will be played on that pussy. You paying two hundred. For the pussy, you paying $25 in tax. That's $25 extra in their pocket. Wouldn't that also, uh, lower STDs transmission? Cause you have to get tested to go in there to do your thing. And they, 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 can now even have quick rapid tests. They can even have nurses who work there to, to do the blood work for you to see if how it comes out. So that's creating more jobs. That's creating jobs for women. You could be a housewife. Hey, babe, listen, I gotta go to work today. You know, it's a part time job. I work there every Friday. I get, I, I make a lot of money on Fridays and Saturdays. Go do your thing, come home, brush your teeth, wash your face, go back to go back to being a housewife. Your kids don't gotta know what the fuck you're doing when they're at work. They at work, I mean, sorry, when they're at school, they're at school all day. You going out there, suck a dick for 200 dollars You suck five dicks, you make a thousand dollars in a day, you go home, you're done. That's what? Two hours worth of work? You go you back home chilling, teeth brushed, mouth washed out, you and your husband chilling, having a good time, or you and you, or you and your partner having a good time. I don't want to say husband could do the prostitutes too. You know, you're a dude, and you you gotta eat. You gotta eat five pussies in a day. What? That's it. Yeah, eat eat five of them bitches, and you're good. It's like, okay, cool. You set five in a day. You make a thousand. Boom. You thirty percent that's going to taxi, so you really cut, take home seven hundred dollars in a day. You you do that three times. You do that three times a week. You make it twenty one hundred dollars in 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 a weekend. So it's like. That's more money coming in, which means that if that's if that's more money being generated, more taxes being paid, less diseases, more jobs, more women being safe, less people going into prison. Why would we not legalize it instead of just decriminalize it? Because if you decriminalize it, people still are going to have STDs. People still go do all these things. She was like, "Well, what about the like the, the low level woman who wants to sell her pussy, or, or she can sell it for is you know fifty dollars." I was like, "You still have." You still have weed band who sell. It. I know a dude who sells weed right now. He's I know a dude who just bought a quarter pound of weed for five hundred dollars. Like that, he got that off the, off a street a street by seller. Like the dude just happened to have a lot of weed. I know dudes who still selling selling uh, dime bags, but like anybody smoking smoking a gram of weed no more. We smoking little, at least you know one point five or more. So so it's like you still got street level drug dealers. You still got have street walkers. Like you go to LA, you go to you go down Fig. When it when when it's nighttime, you go still see them walkers out there. Just lead them along. Just say, hey, listen, you are taking the risk? Be safe. This 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 is what you what you. If this is what you want to do. You can do it. But down the block, two blocks two blocks uh, east, there's a place where you can go enroll and work there and be safe. Still get still get dick. Still get yada yada. But some women are going to just still want that street life work because, one, that's what they're used to. And, two, the money is quicker, as faster. You are not worry about nothing. You can go suck a dick in the car and be done in 30 seconds and get back out there on a the prowl to go get some more dick. So it's all about choices, whether it's sex work, whether it's it's not sex work. Now, I tell everybody, if you're about to get into sex work, be careful, though, because that could fuck up your future. Because people, you know, it's not everybody wants to date somebody who's in sex work. It's, it's not for everybody. But that's a choice you could make. I think that you legalize it, but choices. That's the point of this episode, choices. You get to decide your life, how it's going to be, the outcome of your life, what it looks like, what it should be. You get to decide that. Now, there are some things that happen in life that just just happens. You know, if if you were assaulted randomly on the street, that just happens. Somebody made that choice. But how you respond to that decision and to that action is your choice. But sometimes things just happen. For the most part, you get to choose, though. You choose where you want to work, how you want to work, how hard you want to work. The only thing you can't choose is how smart you are because, you know, your brain is your brain. But you can study hard and practice hard and try to be better. So I want to say thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Please give me a follow on my Instagram at a cup of coffee underscore. That is a C-U-P-O-F-C-O-F-F-E-Y underscore. Follow my Twitter as well, at a cup of coffee. Please like, share, review this podcast. Help me help me grow this podcast, please. I want to um, get this out there more. The more you guys interact with it, the better it is. The more people are trying to come on to this podcast, the more interaction we get. Um, this is a Ben Lavelle with a cup of coffee. I love y'all. I'm out of here. Peace.